I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by on the line is Victoria Pratt. Very excited to have her on. She's a film and television star and author of Double Down. She spent her adult life playing superheroes, supervillains, and cops on TV and in movies. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Victoria Pratt. Good morning. Hey. <laughs> It's so cool, like, reading your bio, superheroes and supervillains. Like, was that something you always thought you would do, you know, years ago? Was it something you aspired to do? No. I mean, when you grow up in a little farm town (laughs) in three hours north of Toronto, you kind of imagine your life. Right. You know, as what you see. I just, I never imagined that I'd be on TV or doing anything cool like that. Oh, you didn't? No. (laughs) I guess I wasn't a very imaginative child. That's so funny. So so then how did that all come about then, that you became an actress? Well, I mean, it was a very circuitous route. I, I went off to York University in Toronto and, you know, began fitness modeling and writing. And the publisher of Muscle Mag and Oxygen mm-hmm. uh, recommended that I take acting classes. He just saw something in me and... And I thought, why not? You know, I've always, I've always been one to take risks and sort of jump and do the weird thing. And right. you know, I, I, I sort of started on my my journey that way. It's interesting when you take uh, acting classes. It, sometimes it's like really cathartic, and you find a side of yourself you've never realized. You know, it was um, it was a really neat experience because you you realize that you sort of landed in in the circle of like minded people. Yes, you know, and. And I, I liked that feeling of community. And I always had a sense of community because I was an athlete. You know, and I ran track for 100 years. So I, I had always felt comfortable, you know, flying with my own kind of flock, you know. That's great. So the acting community was sort of an extension of, of my athletic community, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, then it probably makes sense that you end up playing superheroes and supervillains if you're very, very athletic as well. <laughs> it know? was a perfect segue. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed playing those roles, and I mean I, I I still love it. They probably won't cast me now because I'm I'm not 20 anymore. But <laughs> you know I still consider myself to be an athlete. For well, whatever, so whatever there that you means. go. Right. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't doubt that. So, and then um, as far as writing goes, was that something that just came about later on? Because I know you wrote for Oxygen magazine. Yeah, I mean I started writing before I started acting. I wrote for mm-hmm. Oxygen. I wrote you know, about training book with one of my professors at the university, and um, I write for different magazines. I had this column called Oh Boy, and I just sort of oh, wanted cute. to turn the tables on on men, on the men's magazines, and write those, you know, those pieces about 
you know, hunky guys. So <laughs> <laughs> that that actually helped me get um, a lit agent and then a lit manager. And, you know, the writing, yeah. the, writing the novel was a, stemmed from writing a pilot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, I've gone to seminars on writing, and they say if you can get into magazines, it becomes a portfolio for other things. Is that true? I think so. I, but to me, yes. I, I'm, I think you should just go ahead and do it. Like, if you want to write a novel, mm-hmm. then do it. Yes. And if you want to write a screenplay, then download Final Draft onto your computer and just do it. Right. Because, you know, the process of of getting your work submitted and the whole back and forth. It's so, so much hard. easier if you just give them a, give them a book. You're <laughs> like, right. You're you right. know what I mean? Yes, yes. Which is, which is sort of what I did. And you have to have thick skin. I don't know if you got a lot of rejection. Maybe you didn't because you had original themes going on, it sounds like. But, you know, there's a lot of rejection in submitting to magazines. Well, I didn't, I didn't have that experience. That's good. Um, because Oxygen was... You know, they came to me, mm-hmm. and the other magazines sort of—I don't know—they came to me. I guess when you're an actor, it gives you sort of a different, a different door in. Sure, sure. I mean, Lord knows I've had enough rejection in the acting world right. <laughs> to make up for the, for the lack of rejection in the writing world. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> because I hear you. Need so many doors slammed in your face. I've had—I yeah. think I've had the max. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't feel bad for any success I've had in any other avenue. That's so true. Right. I mean, it's so funny because you think you've done a great job in an audition and you never hear from them. You know, it's like dating, you know. I think that went oh. really well. You know? I know, I know. And meanwhile, they're, you know, talking about your shoes or your, right. you know, oh, reminded me of my ex-girlfriend, can't hire that one. I, I know. They, could, they yeah. could not hire you for, like, the stupidest reason possible. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, um, especially now, we, you know, they call it rainbow casting where they want to represent you know, every segment of the population, every race, every gender, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. Right. And it either really works for you or it really, really doesn't. Sure. You know, I got yeah. a series because I was, you know, a white girl. Mm-hmm. And then I've lost one because I was the white, white girl. girl. So yes. you yeah. just have to, you know, there's nothing you can do. You Absolutely go in and not. do the best job you can and trust that eventually it's going to work out. Yes. It's out of your control. What's interesting about you is I was reading your bio. I put your bio up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Victoria Pratt. She's a film and television star and also an author of Double Down. Uh, What's interesting is that you do a lot of different things. And they say as an actor, you want to have a full life. You don't want to walk in somewhere and just look like you're dying to get this role. Your life depends on it. (laughs) That desperation. Yeah, you know, people can smell that. (laughs) Yeah, they can. It smells terrible. It happens a lot in L.A. It does. It does. (laughs) So it's a nice blend that you have that you are an author and an actress, and do you have time? I know you, you just worked on this book. Is this your first book? It is my first book. It's my first novel, but I've, I've done a lot of other writing, with screenplays, and my heart is in TV. I know that yeah. everybody comes to Los Angeles and they want to be a movie star. I never did. Mm-hmm. I've always loved TV. It was the box in our living room. I, we didn't watch mm-hmm. movies. We didn't have a movie theater in our town. I love TV. So I... I started writing TV pilots, and I would love to turn Double Down into a TV show. That'd be great. I mean, that's my heart's desire. You always have to write with a goal in mind, yeah. and that sort of sets the ball rolling, whether or not that 
you know, that end is achieved. I still, you know, I wrote a really cool novel and it's been really well received. So That's great. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. How did you learn the craft of screenwriting? Was it something you were self-taught or did you go to school for it? <clears throat> well, I mean, as an actor, you you read a lot of scripts. Yes. And, you know, when, you, when you're learning your craft, you have to... Oh, I can't believe I just said that I almost hate myself. When you're when learning you're learning, your craft, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do <laughs> suffering for my art. I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. Um, when you're learning about it, you you just need to study up on it and you know, for acting and writing that means, you know, watching movies and watching T V and Yes. There's a there's a real formula to writing movies. You know, right. there's the page 60 reversal. When you're watching, now when I watch a movie and I see it, it's 59 minutes in, I'm like, oh, no, it's all going to go to Hagen yes. in the handbasket yes. at 60 minutes. And if it doesn't, the, the movie's not working. You're bored, right. Yeah, <laughs> if you're shifting in your seat or looking at your watch in the movie theater, they didn't follow the formula, you mm. know? Yes. Um, so that's how you begin, is just by learning the structure, learning the formula, and then, you know, trying to concisely put down your ideas. And I think... After after the formula, after the structure, you need to have, you know, a rich, rich characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, right. the characters are as important as the story right. to me. Because if the audience doesn't fall in love with the characters you create, they, they don't care what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It is about also the backstory of the character and whether you can relate to that story and how it grips you or doesn't grip you. And uh, But I know what you're saying, because I'll be watching a movie and I'll think... I'm so bored. Where is this yeah. going? Or, oh, that's exciting. And, and you kind of figure out, you know, there's so much stuff that goes on in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny when you look at it from a structural point of view, you know, you're lulled into this, oh, everything's going great. And, but when you look at it from a structural point of view, you know that the anvil is going to fall. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. So, that, so that we can have the third act. <laughs> right. Exactly. And all the drama. It's- it makes me nervous now when I watch movies because I, I was like, oh, I know it's going to happen. I right. know it's going to happen right now. The, cha- <laughs> the big chase scene. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. So tell me about all these TV roles. It's very exciting. You were in some pilots as well as roles on CSI and, and CIS. Uh, what were some of the highlights that you've been involved in? Well, my favorites are always the shows that I'm that I'm on, like that are my shows. Yeah. You know, I did Mutant X, which was an X-Men series, part of the Marvel Universe. That's and good. I played a Shalimar, which was kind of a female Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be a superhero every day. Nice. Um, which is, you know, I love that. And Daybreak, which was a cop show on ABC with Tay Diggs, I got mm-hmm. to play sort of a dirty homicide detective. Okay. Who's doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons. That was really fun. When you do a guest spot on someone else's show, it's great, and, you know, it pays the bills, and you meet amazing people, but you're just that. You're a guest. It's like going to someone else's house for Christmas dinner, you know, family right. that you don't know very well. Right. You, just, you know, you sit at the end of the table, and, yes. you know, it's just you don't want to ask anybody to pass the butter. Yes. You you're know, very polite. Hey, hey, guy down there, yeah. is there any turkey left? <laughs> <laughs> no? It's okay. I'll just... I'll just have some potatoes. Right. It's fine. <laughs> so that's, oh, that's so funny. As much as you love doing those roles, there is a certain amount of discomfort involved yeah. as well because, you know. Right. And <laughs> you're not being your true self by any means. Well, you have to be, you just have to be careful that everyone else is okay with you being your true self before you unload that on mm-hmm. people. Before, before <laughs> you scare them to pieces. <laughs> that's right. On your own show, it's their problem. They need to deal with it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. 
So tell me about the book. I know you just um, did something at Book Soup, which sounds great, uh, uh, and you've got an event coming up. So t- let's talk about the book. Um, so I, I love murder mysteries. I don't know what that says about me, but I do. I love them. All right. And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of turn murder mystery upside down and, and make the protagonist of just a strong, kick-ass woman, you know? I like it. And I wanted yeah. her to be a woman who didn't need other men, but who really, really likes them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she's kind of body, and she says what's on her mind, and, you know, when she's wrong, she owns it. And, and I don't know, she's, she's terribly flawed, but a really funny character. And I think that she'd make an amazing TV character, like I said. But, um, you know, I just put her in kind of into an impossible situation and wrote a story around it. I love the tag. This cop is catching bad guys one lap dance at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because that was um, the publishers decided to do that. And then all the feedback came back and... They changed it to, he's her kind of danger. Oh, funny. <laughs> so you have one of the original coffee oh, covers. They're playing it safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. Because, yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not what the whole book is about, I guess. Yeah. There wasn't maybe enough of that stripping sort of thing yeah. in the book to justify that kind of tagline. But that's I just funny. I just laughed. I'm like, oh, God, my parents are going to be so proud of this. Yes, yeah, so proud. <laughs> Is that my daughter doing lap dances? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's funny because everybody, there's, there's elements of this character that is so strongly my voice uh-huh. that people associate me with that character. Oh, sure. But the problem is that they associate everything with me. So they're like, are you a stripper? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I've never dated a monster. And <laughs> I've never been a real cop. Oh, funny. It's pretty funny. So you're doing a lot of explaining. <laughs> Yes, I am doing a lot of explaining, but you know what? I've been doing a lot of explaining my whole I'm life, sure. so I'm sure. what else is new? <laughs> was this a long process, writing this book, or did you come up with an outline? I mean, how, what was it like? You know what? It was a long process because um, I started writing this book, but until someone wants to buy it, it's a writing exercise, right? you know? And then whenever a job comes up or you know, anything interesting like a hike or chocolate comes up. You're yes. like, oh, I can, right. I can dump my, my writing project right. because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything other than just, you know, writing your demons out. Yes. Um, as soon as someone wants to buy it, then all of a sudden you have more time for your writing and there's a purpose to it. You, I don't feel bad in sort of luxuriating for an entire day in front of a computer. Sure. Now that someone wants to buy book number two, you yeah. know? Well, what's interesting, though, is... Um, I've worked on some different projects, a screenplay I'm finishing up, is sometimes when you walk away for a while, you do feel bad. You're kicking yourself, like, what's the matter with me? i got to get this done. But you come back, uh, yeah. and you go, oh, that's not so good. i got to rewrite it. You know, or these different sections or characters, you, you realize what's missing. Yeah, for sure. And especially after having been through the editing process mm-hmm. <laughs> once, <laughs> now when I'm writing, I can... I, I can I'm just like, oh, they're they're gonna hate that. Oh, they're not gonna. Oh, I've said oh. that twice. You know, you you start just you Funny. start self editing. We'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. There's something nice about just being able to just kind of let it all go and yes, you know, yes. I don't. I, maybe I'm not as free with the second book, but I'm hoping I'm more concise. Okay. We'll see. Good. And how did the event go at Book Soup? It sounds like it was a lot of fun. Book Soup, first of all, is my favorite bookstore. 
it's just this iconic bookstore on the Sunset Strip, oh, you know, right by the Viper Room, and it's just, it's always been there, and I've mm-hmm. loved it. I can't even believe they let me have my event there, and um, Michelle great. and Jessica from PPMG put together this amazing event, and it was really, oh, I had so many good friends come out, and, you know, different some fans flew down from Vancouver, and it was, oh, it was just crazy. I was so, so happy, and they came up to us afterwards. And thanked us. They said it was the you know the biggest event they've ever had there. Wow! You know we sold out of books, which was good and bad. I would I'd had more books in, but it was it was such a fantastic event. It was so positive. I did a reading, which was you know kind of fun and terrifying at the same time. It was <laughs> kind of great. Why were you terrified? Because the whole you know. <clears throat> well, the- first of all, there were so many people there that. You know how it is when you get a bunch of really cool people in one room, right. and you get this hum, this buzz, yes. which is amazing, and you think, no one's going to quiet down enough for me to do a reading. Sure. Well, they did. It was quiet as a pin, and then, then you're thinking, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And everybody's looking at you. And I know as an actress, it should be no problem of at course. all, but yeah. as an actress, you're reading someone else's words. Right. And there's something so intimate about a novel, and when you're reading it out loud, it's um, it's very daring. Right. You know? It's sure, just, sure. It's, it's kind of like being naked, you know, but on an intellectual level, oh, I suppose. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it was fun. I was I was so just thrilled. That I was is so great. appreciative. And you have another event coming up Friday, this Friday at 7 p.m. in San Diego. I, I do. I'm very excited. It's, um... It's in uh, San Diego in the the Gaslamp District, yes. and the it's at the Horton Grand Hotel, which I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But, um, everyone tells me that it's quite amazing and fantastic. So, and it's three eleven Island Avenue. I put it up in my blog. Oh, good job! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you didn't have yes. to memorize that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and so it is at seven, okay. and it's in the courtyard of the hotel, and then. I guess we'll be moving and having cocktails afterwards or something. Oh, good. That's what you do. Yes, that's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) I had to have cocktails at my last event. We had to to bring wine because... Was that before or after? During. <laughs> during, <laughs> during the Yeah, I, I'm like, I can't invite my uh, my associates and not provide them with a glass of wine. They'll think that they've been teleported into a parallel universe. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely get some wine there. That's so <laughs> funny. So this will be, be fun this not at an actual hotel. Oh, good. And any other yeah. book signings coming up after that, or are you probably just busy with your other projects? Well, you know, I think eventually I'm going to have to go out and look for some employment for an acting job or something. I've been having so much fun with the book thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a double life I'm leading here. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just working away on book two, and, uh, you know, these little events come up. And, it's great. And we just do them as they come up, yeah. Good. Now, we talked about this because the theme of the show is, well, get the funk out, and who hasn't been in a funk? Do you have certain things you do to keep positive? Because acting is a tough business, you know, and... Like we talked about, there's rejection, there's ups and downs. Do you have things you do, advice for people, perhaps? I do. I I actually I absolutely do, and it may sound trite. Okay. I mean, I have I have a few go tos. I think the the first thing for me, and this is going to sound this is going to sound ridiculous, right. except happy people will understand that I really believe that happiness is a choice. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I believe that you choose to be happy. And I know that bad things happen all the time and right. bad things happen to everyone, but mm-hmm. you have power over how you react to certain situations. 
So um, what I do is acknowledge my bad mood. Like, yep, there it is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that sucks. And then I will literally just go put on some makeup and do my hair and feel better about myself and just go out and interact with people and smile at people and talk to people. I've got a couple of really good girlfriends. um, And... You know, we'll just go out and have sushi and just laugh about things. And I'm just a firm believer in not wallowing in your self-pity. Because it's really easy to do. And you just acknowledge that it's about to happen and then turn left. And invariably, when you decide that you're not going to give into it, Mm -hmm. it just gets better. It just gets better. And how you handle things gets better. Yes. No, I absolutely believe that. I've been through numerous funks myself, and I found that... Getting up and moving in the morning, taking long walks, working out. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't feel like being with people, but I find that it's those times I push myself to go out, I have the best time. Absolutely. I mean, I'll just even go to the grocery store. Yeah. And well, I don't know if that's the best time, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, you know how they, people do the stress eating? I yes. don't. When, I, when I'm stressed out, I don't, I don't feel like eating at all. So I go to the grocery either. store and just kind of wander around aimlessly. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I guess put some kale in that cart. That's but good. just interacting with people, you know, because right. I think that we've become uh, a community of non-communicators. Oh, yes. You know, people, you know, when, they, when they're in a lineup, they pull out their phones so they don't have to look at anyone. They don't have to interact with people. Right. When, you know... People will look down as opposed to make eye contact. I hate that. And it, it's, it's really weird, especially coming from a, like a small farm town mm-hmm. where I still go up there and people are like, Daisy May from this high school musical that I did. <laughs> you know, people, people there, they connect with you. And, and that's what life is about. Is it's about community and reaching out to each other. And, and yes. when I'm in a crappy mood, I'll reach out to people and I'll just smile at a stranger. Or, you know, good. give someone a compliment that... You know, that's really. I good. love your shirt. Like whatever you're feeling, just say it out loud. I mean, sometimes people look at you like you're insane, right? <laughs> which isn't necessarily too far off the mark. But oftentimes, <laughs> you know, you get a smile in return, and they feel better about their day, and you feel better about yours. Yeah. Well, we we get stuck in a rut, and it's nice to just get yourself out there because you don't know what life's going to bring. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm a connector. That's great. I, you know, I was telling somebody, I'm reading the latest Gloria Steinem book, and she talks about her whole life on the road and how she never drove. And her whole life was meeting people in taxi cabs and meeting flight attendants. And she would just listen to all these stories about what people were going through. And I thought, I'm still into the book. I'm still halfway through. But it's so fascinating if you have an open heart and open mind who you'll meet. Mm-hmm. You know? It's so true. It's so true. And I actually I actually find that I've kind of gone one step beyond maybe into the red zone. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember an acting teacher of mine, like way back when I was in my 20s, um, saying this to his, to us, his class, saying that he, he does things now to, to gather experiences okay. and to gather reactions. And I remember at the time thinking, I wonder why you would do that. But he was a writer. Yes. And now... now something will happen and I will I will find myself responding in the way that my brain wants to respond and before I would have just kept it to myself right. and now I'll I'll say what 
what my darkest thought was. Yes, like no filter. Or, yes, no filter. I'll take off that filter just to see yeah. how is this going to play out. Right. <laughs> and it's either really great or it's really, really terrible. That is so funny. I know. It's, oh, my God. It's terrible, but it's, it is being in tune to the people around you, listening to the people around you, and then yes. and then throwing something at them and just seeing if they can catch it or if it right. hits them in the face or, you know, it's... It's kind of terrible. I maybe need to stop no, doing but that. It, but... No, but it's good, though, because we all go in this routine. It's like, haven't you ever heard about the elevator exercise where <laughs> I did this in graduate school? We were told to go in the elevator instead of facing and looking up at the numbers, face everybody who's staring at the door <laughs> and see what they do. <laughs> Don't do that in the South where they have carry permits. Don't do that. <laughs> really? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's a great idea, but it does make people really uncomfortable when Very. you when you engage them. Yes, it really does. But it's it is kind of a hilarious way to get human reactions. Yes. And I think that doing that today would have given you a different reaction than twenty years ago. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tell me, where can people find out more about you? More about me? Yes. Um, I've got a website. It's it's very, very new. It's um, victoriapratt.co. Okay. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a Twitter girl. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, you were so Twitter. my handle is I'm Victoria Pratt. And uh, that's kind of where I do a lot of my musings and postings and whatnot. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm kind of new to Instagram. I kind of forget to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, how many things can we do? You know, I don't know. But hours. now everybody wants you to do the Periscope, and I'm just thinking, I, I can't. No, no, no. I feel like I'm going to have to dump something else, and I'm going to have to stop, like, drinking or something. If I want to add one more activity, i got to drop something else. Well, we wouldn't want that to happen. No, I'm Canadian. <laughs> They'll come and take my passport away, for God's right. sake. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, Victoria, I want to thank you so much for calling in. I put everything up on my blog, and... Uh, Within a few hours after we wrap, I'll put up today's show. And I know you're having this event, which is great, on Friday. If you want to join Victoria, she'll be in San Diego. It's on there as well. Thank you so much. Thanks. And I hope to meet you sometime. You're, you're in L.A., but you're also in Canada? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I live here, but I go all, back up all the time. My family is still there. So. All right, good, good. Yeah. So one of these days we'll have to meet face-to-face. Yes, ma'am. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> okay. Have a great one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Victoria Pratt calling in, and her new book, Double Down, is up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you miss any part of today's show, I will put it on my blog a little later on. Um, and if you missed any of this, it does talk about how she's an actress as well as an author, and it's very, very inspiring. So, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be joined by another guest, Carolyn Webb. And we're going to talk about her book, How to Have a Good Day. We could all get some good advice from this one. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.